Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Peaceful Home Birth Podcast. Today, I have Kelsey Wolf on the show. She is a mom to four, and she is sharing her experience with Bandle's Ring that led her into four medically necessary C-sections. Her story is one of advocacy, grit, surrender, and massive amounts of impact. This story really does show you what's possible when you choose to advocate for yourself. But before we get into the show, I do want to remind you that I have an awesome resource for you as you're planning your peaceful home birth. Allow the last few weeks leading up to your birth to be a breeze by downloading my printable home birth essentials checklist. Make sure you have all the necessary items that may get missed among the lights in the birth pool, but have just as profound of an impact. It's no cost to you, and you can download it today by clicking the link in the show notes. All right, let's get into the show. Welcome to the Peaceful Home Birth Podcast, where your journey to a joyful and empowered birth experience begins. I'm your host, Allie McLean, a registered nurse, home birth coach, devoted wife, and proud mother to four incredible kiddos. I've walked the path from trauma to triumph, and I'm here to guide you every step of the way. At the Peaceful Home Birth Podcast, we're more than just a show. We're a community of dreamers, believers, and fearless mothers-to-be. If you're seeking to reclaim your birth story, to transform fear into confidence, and to embrace the beauty of home birth, you found your tribe. My own transformative journey began with a traumatic C-section, propelling me on a quest to uncover the power of home birth, and now I'm on a mission to help you rise above your past, prevent needless C-sections, and stand firmly in the certainty of your dream birth. As a devoted follower of Jesus, I believe that His divine design for birth is inherently good. It is a reflection of His love, strength, and grace. If the dream of home birth has been planted on your heart, know that it's there for a purpose, and I'm here to stand with you as you pursue it wholeheartedly. In a world filled with racing thoughts and doubts, I'm your guide to taking those thoughts captive, making them obedient to Christ, and replacing them with the liberating truth. Together, we'll navigate the challenges that lie ahead, finding not only freedom, but also unbridled joy on your path to motherhood. This podcast is a haven for the woman who has faced the darkness of a traumatic birth and has questioned whether home birth is within her reach. Here we shatter those doubts. Join us for illuminating interviews with remarkable birth workers who share our reverence for the sanctity and splendor of birth. Listen to inspiring women as they recount their triumphant birth stories, each a testament to the strength that resides within you. So whether you're just starting to explore the world of home birth or you're already on this radiant journey, the Peaceful Home Birth Podcast is your sanctuary, your wellspring of knowledge, and your unwavering support system. Get ready to be inspired, to be empowered, and to embark on a path that leads you to the birth you've always dreamed of. It's time to experience the Holy Spirit's power, to embrace the beauty of birth, and to create a legacy of love and strength. Are you ready to transform your birth experience? Let's dive in. Hi, Kelsey. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to talk with you about your experience. And your story is one that is really different, actually, than anybody else I've had on here. And I'm just so honored that you have taken time to come on the show and share that experience with us. So before we get started, would you just introduce who you are? 
Yeah, um, I'm happy to be here, Ali. Thank you for having me. My name is Kelsey. Um, I am a wife to John and we have four kiddos. Um, I am a stay at home mom and we have been homeschooling for just two years. I love it. We're yeah. very much at the same stage in life, which is really fun. Um, but what we're going to be talking about today is your experience with a gentle cesarean. So would you just tell us what kind of led to your making a decision to have a C-section in the first place? So a C-section was never in my birth plan. Um, and with our first, um, honestly, to, to try to make, there was a lot of things that happened, but to make this, um, short, um, I truly believe that it was a God nudge, um, to my healthcare provider. Um, her name's Dr. Lori Platt. And, um, she just had this gut feeling that something was not right. And it did not make sense to me. Um, and I had begged her for, <laughs> please just give me 15 more minutes to push. Um, and it just, it wasn't in the cards for her. Um, so I went in for a C-section, which I was, I was not happy about if I'm honest. And it just, it, it was like the last thing I wanted. I'm very natural minded. Um, and so anyways, we came to find out through all of that, that I have what's called a bandles ring. And, um, it's super like, it's not common and I was not a textbook case for it. So it was just really odd. Um, and, and basically what that is, is, um, it, uh, think of your uterus as like a balloon or, or like maybe even a stress ball and it's pinched in the middle and the top half of my uterus was working properly. The bottom was not. And so baby could go down, but she could not go out. And so I was just ballooning out. Um, and honestly, if I had pushed for that extra 15 minutes, I'm not sure I would be here. So, um, that is how we came to gentle or not gentle, a C-section. Um, and then, yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I think a lot of people have not heard of the bandles ring. So thanks for explaining that it really is, um, so rare. I've only heard of one other speaking with a midwife that, um, works in Nebraska. Um, she's only seen one, one time and mm -hmm. it is a very interesting, sometimes you can see it like in the belly during a contraction, but it sounds like mm -hmm. yours maybe was a little bit more discreet. I, I would think so. She never had mentioned anything. Um, my contractions were super odd to her, mm -hmm. which I think is what was raising some red flags. Um, but I don't think she ever mentioned seeing it in like on my belly when I was mm -hmm. contracting. Yeah. So, wow. That is so interesting. So how was that recovery for you for after your very first C-section? That recovery was awful. Mm -hmm. Um, I had pushed and, um, her head had actually like come down, um, so when I went in for the C-section, they actually had to push her back up to mm -hmm. be pulled through the stomach. And so it was almost like I was recovering a little bit from both the vaginal and a cesarean. Um, I had to have a couple blood transfusions as well. Um, so I was, I was, I was in rough shape. 
Yeah. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like it. So when you were planning for a second baby, how was that process for you? I'm sure carrying some trauma from the first one, was it hard to make that decision to have a second baby or how did that go for you? Yeah. So I wouldn't say it was hard for me to want a second baby. Um, but there was just this desire to V back and, um, with Bandle's rings there, they are, they're super uncommon, like you said. And so I was trying to do my research, you know, like how, what are the chances of this happening to me again? Surely I can be back, <laughs> you know, that was a fluke deal. Um, and so I had talked with Dr. Platt about it and I can kind of vividly remember the look on her face. Like you are nuts <laughs> a little bit. Um, but she, she was very understanding too. Um, I think she kind of knows she, she, she knew that I wanted it to be a vaginal birth. Um, she knows that I'm more natural minded. And so, um, she was just, she was very receptive to all the feelings and my concerns, like surely this will not happen to me again. Um, but we just, Anyways, we, she ended up talking with me and we just decided it would be best to just do another C-section. And sure enough, when we went in for the C-section, the bandles ring was present again. So I'm, I'm very thankful that we chose that. Yeah. So how was your recovery with your second one? Like kind of choosing it electively, was it different than going through the labor or do you, was that different for you sure. at all? Yeah. Yeah. I would say it was different. Um, there was something about it being planned and I didn't have, I didn't have the trauma with it. I didn't really have to process the fact that this isn't what I wanted. Um, so it was, it was very different. I was more accepting of, of the second C-section. When you're going through your process of, you know, like, I want to be back, but I also know that this is, you know, something that's going on that probably will make me have a C-section again, which is a very necessary, like, Bandle's ring is a very necessary reason to have a C-section. Mm-hmm. And so as you're kind of, like, going through this process, um, what was going through your head when you are like, I have this desire, but my, like, education or my research on it is not lining up and you know you're you're realizing that this might not turn out the way that you're hoping it does like I know you talked to your doctor but was there an in-between time where you just kind of came to like a resolution within yourself or how did that process go for you yeah I would say that I was pretty stubborn about it and I, <laughs> I would be too. So you're good. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was just so hard. Um, kind of when you know what you know, and I, you know, the fact of the matter is that there are so many more benefits to a natural birth. And so I knew like I was missing those baby was missing those. And so I was incredibly stubborn. Um, and you know, with each kiddo, I presented the idea of feedback and it, it was like, I was, I was always so nervous to do it because I have such 
love and respect for Dr. Platt, you know? And it's like, I, um, I, I hope she heard my heart. I think she did, you know? Um, but yeah, I was, I really, really wanted a VBAC and I just continued to bring it up to her. She was great. I mean, there were times that she even offered to set me up with high-risk doctors to talk about it. She was very for second opinions. Um, so that was helpful. Um, I never ended up seeking a second opinion. Um, John and I just, we kind of prayed on it and just continued to look, look into it as best as we could, but it was just, it was really hard to find research on it. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just not very common. And then yeah, for the times that it is like people are going on and having C-section. So I personally never heard of anybody having like a natural birth with an adult drain. Maybe it's out there. I'm not sure. But, um, so you, you did a lot of research, you knew your why we kind of talk about decision-making a lot around here. So it's like, you knew your why, why you were making this decision for a C-section. You did your education, you knew the research, you made an empowered decision, but I'm really excited to talk with the last, so is it your third birth or your fourth birth where you kind of decided like, I don't really like the way that it's going. I want to have a little bit more say, you know, can you talk about that process for you? Yeah. So with our fourth pregnancy, um, I went in again to Dr. Platt, you know, hello, let's talk VBAX again. <laughs> um, oh, bless her. But um, I went in and I felt a little more prepared because I just, I felt in my heart, okay, I maybe VBAC is just, it's not wise. And clearly um, it was noted in my charts that with each pregnancy, I had the bandles ring. So Um, you know, it wasn't like the third time it didn't show up. And so I had mentioned to her, have you heard of a gentle cesarean? Um, and she had, uh, to a point, um, I don't think she knew a ton about it at the time, but, um, again, I was, I was super, I was so nervous to bring it up to her. I, again, I just, I think because I had such a respect for her and what we had been through and just everything, um, that it was like, I don't, I don't want to tick you off because I respect you so much. Um, but yeah, it was basically just this conversation of, have you heard of it? What do you think? Is this an option that we could try? And how did you hear about a gentle cesarean? Yeah. So I actually had a friend, um, who she knew my situation and she, she knew my desires as well. And she mentioned it to me. I'm not sure where she had heard of it, but, um, when she mentioned it to me, then I started kind of digging into it and looking, um, into all the things that you can do, um, to try to get more of the benefits that you would in a natural birth. Yeah. So let's talk about that. I'm sure people want to yeah. know specifics. So for people who've never heard of gentle cesareans before, would you explain? And I know there's a lot, but yeah. maybe let's just start out with um, some of the options that you do have during a C-section. Yeah. So um, 
if it's okay, I might just mention what a traditional C-section looks like. Yeah, go for it. Is that okay? Yeah, totally. Okay. So with my first three, um, basically you go into the OR room for surgery and a lot of times they will strap your arms down out like this. So, um, the mother, the mother is strapped to the table. Um, and there is like this big blue drape, um, kind of separating the, the top half of mom to baby for, um, sterile reasons. And it's very fast. Like they get in there. They most of the time will pull baby out very quickly. Um, and a lot of times then they turn, they hand baby off to nurse to be weighed and wiped down and measured. Um, and then after all of that, then mom gets baby. Um, so with the first three, I felt very disconnected and very like a, like a surgical patient. I didn't feel like I had any part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. I had my very first one was that that way. And it really does make you feel like it's kind of an out of body experience because something Mm -hmm. is happening to you that you have you're like not aware of really, like you can't see it and you're just laying there and people are kind of telling you or not even actually thinking back to it. They weren't even talking to me. They were just talking to each other. And so I'm just here not realizing what's happening. Um, yeah. And you do, you just feel like kind of an out of body experience. That's the best way I can explain. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. So what's Um, the alternative? So with a gentle cesarean, uh, there's a lot of alternatives and I wrote them down because I did not want to forget. (laughs) Um, but so with my gentle cesarean, that big blue drape that was there, I requested that we did not have a drape at all. Um, so that I could see what I could see. Um, it's kind of hard to see with a big belly, but it still was just like that barrier was gone and I wanted that. And, um, I'll back up a little bit. One thing when I had talked with Dr. Platt about this, um, she was all for it. And it honestly brought me to tears because when I had gone in for the second appointment, after mentioning this to her that I wanted this, you know, could we consider this as an option? That next appointment that I went in with her, like she came with all her research And she was presenting research to me and she told me that I've already talked with the nurses and the the staff and like, I'm getting people on board for you to be our guinea pig. And that it was just like such this relief that, um, she was, she was on my team, you know? Um, but sorry, backing up to, um, the gentle cesarean. So all the things, so I wanted to do everything. (laughs) being the guinea pig. I was like, we're going to try it all, do all the things. Um, so the drape I did not have. And then I did what's called vaginal seating. So they, um, had inserted sterile gauze into the vagina. And then when baby's born, they swab the baby's face, hands, whatever, whatever you would like really to be swabbed. 
Um, and that was important to me because it helps to establish the good gut bacteria, good gut health for babies that they're, that they're missing, um, not going through the birth canal. Um, I actually read too, that it's really good for, um, neurological development. There was, there was some, well, yeah, there's a big gut brain like axis. Yeah. So there is a big connection with all of the bacteria that is in your gut translating to your brain. So that makes perfect yes. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then another thing that we did was we tried to allow baby to kind of move herself out rather than being yanked out. Um, and we did, we did that because again, like when a baby goes through the birth canal, there's that good squeeze that babies get babies get to squeeze out that lung fluid. Um, and in a C-section, they don't get that. Um, so we were just trying anything to kind of simulate any type of pressure on them. Um, and she did, she kind of made it like halfway out and then, um, Dr. Platt pulled her out, but, um, I've seen some videos of other babies do it a little better. <laughs> <laughs> well, first time, you know, they don't. Yeah. Have <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so after that, with no drape, um, the baby was able to be handed directly to me. So it was, I was able to actually reach down and grab baby and bring her up on my chest for skin to skin immediately. Um, everything else was delayed. No, uh, none of the, none of the weighing, none of the wiping down, all that stuff. So, so you probably scrubbed in too, is I'm assuming, right? Like you became sterile or no, actually, no, um, they talked, they talked about that and I was very willing to wear gloves if that's what it took. Um, but they, I'm not sure all the discussions they had, but they felt comfortable just handing baby to me. Wow. Um, and then going back to stitching me up. Yeah. So, um, but yes, I would have, I would have totally been willing to put gloves on if mm -hmm. I needed for that transfer. So did they put a drape back up after they were, after they like the baby was delivered and then they were stitching you up? Did they, reestablish that drape or no? Yes, they, they did. did. Yep. Yep. After baby was to me, skin to skin. Um, and, and actually she nursed right away, which was another like just awesome thing that I had not been able to experience with the other three. Um, yeah, she was nursing and the drape went up and they finished what they so, needed to finish. So you got your skin to skin right away. Yes. Was that for mm -hmm. about an hour or how did that work? That immediate postpartum? Um, I can't remember the amount of time. Um, I don't imagine, I mean, hmm, I don't imagine it was an hour. Um, because I feel like once they stitched me up, then it was, let's get her off to the recovery room. And then once in there, I probably did skin to skin again. Um, yeah. Yeah. But to that. move yeah. you guys from the surgery to the, yes. Yeah. That makes sense. Cause they'd have to transport yeah. you to a bed. And move. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So after that, did you debrief with your doctor 
on how that yes. went. <laughs> how did that go? Um, I can say that there was not a dry eye in the OR room. Wow. Um, it was incredibly powerful. Um, and me seeing that, uh, like it, it makes me emotional now because, you know, I was doing those things for baby and me, you know, I had no idea the impact that it would make on my doctor and all the people, you know, the surgical nurses and everyone that was in there. Um, and when Dr. Platt had come back into the recovery room to chat, um, she had said, um, <laughs> she had said that everyone was talking and they don't ever want to do a traditional C-section again. Oh my like, goodness. It was so powerful and beautiful, you know, for them to see. And she actually had also said that, you know, you made me think, um, you made me question, why do we do the things that we do? And that was, it was just so good for my heart because I'm like, yes, <laughs> you know, like, yes, we need, to, we need to be questioning these things and, um, offering them to moms to make these decisions and to feel empowered in this process. And I know there's a, there's a reason for C-sections obviously, um, but they don't have to be what they've just been trained to be. Yeah. Well, that's respectful care, right? They yeah. were not just seeing you as a surgical patient because one, you advocated for yourself. And I mean, I've told so many people, once you step into that authority role, instead of usurping, like allowing the doctor or the nurses to tell mm -hmm. you what to do, but you say, no, this is what I want. Like that just powerful shift happens and things look different because they start seeing you as a person instead of just like a surgical patient or a process mm -hmm. or a protocol. And that is powerful. So while, you know, having C-sections weren't in your plan, like I can confidently say you've changed so many people's lives because of that one decision to advocate for yourself, to have a gentle cesarean, allowing mm -hmm. your doctor to think and to kind of practice that process on you, mm -hmm. I know she's going to be taking that to others as an option. And then you being able to share your story to others, like this, it's so powerful. And I just, I love that. Yeah, it, it, it was so cool. I couldn't have imagined the impact that it made. Um, because when I had gone in for, um, I think like my six week checkup or something afterwards, um, she had already told me that, oh, don't quote me, but I, I think she had already done three more gentle oh cesarean gosh. in that time. And so, and then, um, there's, there's a video of my gentle cesarean and she must have shared it or something. Somehow it got out into the World Wide web, you know, and she actually had colleagues calling her and saying, what are you doing? Like, oh. what is this? Tell me about this. Teach us. Um, and it just, it gives me the chills because oh. I just, I have felt the difference of what, you know, the traditional C-section is versus what this was for me. And it was so different and, and so, so great. Wow. Wow. That gives me yeah. chills thinking about 
that like I mean knowledge is power right and so when Mm -hmm. you're sharing this like this is a possibility not just for like me but for so many other women out there and that I mean oh my goodness Kelsey that's so great yeah wow well what is one thing you hope you know every mom or even provider would know from your experience, what's your heart message when it comes to that? I think that my heart message in this would be just for moms to listen to their God-given intuition and to feel empowered in this. And just because it's the way it's always been done, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, it's, it's good to ask questions. It's good to have your provider on your team. Um, and yeah, just, just to feel empowered that, you know, even all, all moms need to feel like they are a part of the birth process, whether it's natural or cesarean. Yeah, no, that's so true because the mother baby dyad is so powerful. And so when there is like a sheet in between you and like when, you know, really the first people to hold your baby is not you Mm -hmm. like that makes just a deeply profound difference in, Mm -hmm. in both mom and baby. So this matters. I love that this is an option. I love that you advocated for yourself because that means that you advocate advocated for many other women Mm -hmm. um, who want this option. So it matters. I'm really excited. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Um, I would, I would say this. Um, it was also really neat for my husband, Mm, um, because he, you know, he too, in the first three births, he, he kind of just, you know, stood there, which I know he didn't do a ton in the, in the fourth birth, but again, he, he saw the gentleness of it. He Mm -hmm. saw all the things happening. He was actually able to cut the cord, like while it was still attached to the placenta, um, rather than in a traditional, a lot of times the doctor will cut Mm -hmm. and then dad gets to cut like a stub. (laughs) Um, So we did, you know, delayed cord clamping and all that stuff, but he was, as long as the cord is long enough to come up onto baby from the incision, um, he was able to be a part of that. And so it was powerful. It was powerful for my husband too. Yeah. Well, and it's almost like you see your wife, like, wow, she delivered her own baby, you know, like Mm -hmm. how cool is that, that you get to reach down and hold your baby and bring them up to your chest. Like just that in and of itself is Mm -hmm. so powerful. And I'm sure that was a very powerful moment for your husband as well. Just seeing that process happen. Yes. It it was, it was just a world, a totally different world. Yeah. going from what we had had done to um the gentle cesarean yeah so how was, was how great. was the uh postpartum experience for you you feel like bonding was better or just physically emotionally how how was that that is a great question um 100% bonding was better it, mm. it was it was night and day which kind wow. of breaks my heart a little bit you know yeah um but 
it's just one of those things that, that it's okay. And we need to be at peace with that. But, um, it was, it was so different. The bonding was different. I just felt like there was even a better like communication, um, between her and I, and that was definitely something I noticed. The recovery was much better. Um, and I'm not, you know, I don't know all the reasons why, but, um, I'm assuming, I mean, I've seen one. (laughs) Yeah. I'm assuming they were not on each side of you, like ripping and pulling and it was more like Mm -hmm. gentle because that part is the part that makes you so incredibly sore. Yep. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But wow. How did you nurse all of your children? I did. I did. Yep. Could you tell a difference in the nursing at all? I do think that there was a little bit of a difference in nursing. Um, I do. I, it it was honestly super easy with her. The other ones, um, I would, you know, maybe get pretty sore and whatnot. And I felt like it was just smoother with her. Maybe that's a little bit being the fourth child. I don't know, but, um, there definitely was just, just more bonding. Mm -hmm. Things just seemed easier. Yeah. Wow. No, that's beautiful. I love that this is an option. I love that you're sharing your story. I've seen videos online, but I've never talked to somebody who's experienced it. (laughs) And it's even cooler that you were like one of the first and you're like paving the way for Mm -hmm. so many other women. I think that is just so neat (laughs) and so powerful. It's it's like hard. It's hard for me to like accept, but I'm like, this is awesome. (laughs) It is awesome. It is so awesome. I mean, I don't even think women specifically at that hospital with that doctor are going to realize like the effect that this had on them. But like you were saying, I mean, they were, she was sending videos to other providers, like it's a ripple effect. And so I think Mm -hmm. just as a reminder, like advocacy is so important because once you advocate for yourself, it changes standards. Right. And Mm -hmm. so this standard, you have set a high standard Mm -hmm. at that hospital for those nurses in the room for your doctor. And that is going to, like I said, have a ripple effect. So I think that is incredibly neat. And I just love how the Lord works in that way, because he obviously put it on your heart, right? Mm -hmm. Say, I I want something different. And I don't know what Mm -hmm. that looks like yet, but I'm going to do my research. And you were obedient to that. And there's blessings that come from that. And I just, I'm, I just love, I love your story. I love that you're sharing it. And yeah. I'd love to see your video too, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I can send it your way. (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing. Um, How can people connect with you if if they want to learn more or ask more questions about this process? Sure. Facebook would probably be the best. Um, Kelsey Wolf is my name. Um, I'm also in the process it's slow, but it's coming together. I'm starting a website called raisingwolves.com. Um, wolves is spelled W O L F E S. Um, and there I'm just hoping to have all things, holistic health, gentle cesarean stuff on there. Um, just kind of, um, the resources that I used to 
make my own decisions, I guess. Yeah, that sounds great. Well, I'll put those in the show notes below so people can connect with you, follow you um, on that website. That sounds so awesome. And um, yeah, thanks again for sharing your story. Really appreciate it. Yes. Thanks for having me, Allie. I'm so thankful Kelsey came on the show today to share her story. One thing I loved so much that as a home birth podcast, oftentimes we can get stuck in this cycle of fearing the what if, uh, what if I transfer or what if I have a C-section and this episode just proves that even if your plane doesn't happen the way you want it to completely, there is still a profound impact that can come and you still can be very much a part of the process. Advocacy matters, even if you're planning to birth completely alone, you never know when it will come in handy. So start practicing today. And as a reminder, help this show get into more ears of more and more women by sharing this episode or leaving a review. Take a screenshot and post it on your Instagram stories. Tag me at Peaceful Home Birth Podcast and I'd love to connect with you. Thanks again for listening to the episode of the Peaceful Home Birth Podcast, and as always, peace be with you.